Hey everyone, welcome back to Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. I feel like I've been gone for an absolute age. In reality, I think it's been about a month, which is a little longer than I anticipated taking off from podcasting. But as most of you will know, I got married on the 6th of May and it was just a little too much to podcast in the lead up and right after. You are on such a high and there's so much to do and afterwards you just, all this adrenaline just comes down and it really is just super, super surreal for a little while until afterwards. I feel like the last week I've been able to get back into a bit of a routine. So I feel like I'm back and ready to podcast until, I don't know, until I go on my honeymoon again. And then I think there'll be a little bit of a break, unfortunately, again. But guys, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to try and do the best job I can with the podcast for the next month until we leave. Um, so I thought it was only fitting before I dive back into episodes about every other topic I want to talk about under the sun to dedicate an entire episode to questions about my wedding. Obviously in the lead up to the wedding, I would get questions about it, but there were certain things that I didn't want to talk about that would be a little bit, you know, spoiling it for guests and spoiling it for everybody else. And I just feel like I wanted everything to be a surprise and I didn't want to give too much away too early. So I put a question box up on my Instagram. I got more questions from you guys than I've ever gotten on anything ever in my life. So I'm so sorry. I'm probably not going to be able to get to everything, but I have tried to pick the questions that have doubled up. Um, Just more of a holistic before we dive into the actual questions. The wedding was perfect. It was everything I could have ever hoped and wanted it to be. Thomas and I had the most special, beautiful day with all of our friends and family. And it was just, yeah, like even just talking about it, I get emotional because I think I just, there's so much hype and there's so much excitement that, you know, you you know it's going to be amazing, but it just exceeded all of my expectations. Obviously, the day itself is so huge and amazing. You get to marry the love of your life. I mean, there's nothing about that that doesn't tick all the boxes, but the actual day itself and seeing everything that you've planned for a year and a half come together and have it be just everything you could have wanted and more is just the best thing ever. And I know that I've just gotten, you know, such rave reviews from all of the guests who said it was just the best wedding they've been to, which just makes my heart just so happy that it was so special. So just for context, we did get married at Redleaf in Wollombi, which is in the Hunter Valley region of New South Wales. My family and Thomas's family stayed on the property. It's a beautiful sort of Tuscan estate. We were there two days before and we stayed two days after, which made, I highly recommend anyone who's doing sort of a destination wedding in that sense, like away from where they live in any capacity, whether it's, you know, two hours away or across the world it is so nice to be able to stay with your family in the lead up and the come down it's really that absolutely made it for us we thought it was so special so that's our context in terms of venue but let's jump right into the questions okay (laughs) I'm gonna try and do this in the most linear way possible but it's probably not gonna be that easy um 
more of a holistic question I got was, what do you wish you knew at the start of wedding planning that you know now? Um, And I know that a lot of these questions are coming from girls that are planning their own wedding. So I'm going to try and put everything in context like that. Um, I would say that what I know now is just be present. I feel like I did a really, really, really good job of this, but I didn't find I had so many people say to me, the day goes so quickly. It goes so quickly, like soak up every single second of it. Like you'll blink and it's over. I get what they're saying. I really do. We had a 1 p.m. ceremony and guests started arriving at about 12.15. We had like some Italian spritzes on arrival and everybody mingled and, you know, spent time with each other. Obviously, I didn't see any of it, but apparently it was great. (laughs) And um, then obviously the ceremony started at one o'clock and we had... Uh, In terms of flow, we had the ceremony, then we had sort of mingling, we went off to take some photos with our family, then we went to an area of the property called the Rose Garden where we had like an oyster bar, a champagne tower, lots of hors d'oeuvres, lots of drinks, um, beautiful like rattan furniture everywhere that we'd gotten to sort of for people to relax and enjoy each other's company and it was absolutely beautiful. And then... We went into our main reception, which was a big, beautiful, open marquee, absolutely stunning. It was everything I could have hoped it would be. But we didn't have guests leave until 11.30 that night. We had two buses that picked our guests up and dropped them off at their accommodation locally, one at 9 o'clock and one at 11.30, which was the final bus. Um, So from for me, I can only speak as the bride at that wedding. From getting, you know, my day started at 6 a.m. with all my bridesmaids, you know, and hair and makeup, it was a lot. Like, it's a really big day and I'm, you know – you're so nervous and you're so excited and there's so many emotions. I made such a huge effort to be present and to be as in the moment as I possibly could. And I, on reflection, I feel like I really did that well. So I think that would be something that, you know, I would say focus on um, being present. And I think I did, but it would be like my number one tip. But in terms of we had a long wedding, like people got there at, you know, 12.15, they didn't leave till 11.30, like it was nearly 12 hours, like it's long, like it's a long day. And so I don't have that sentiment of like blink and it's over. Like I had many, many moments throughout the day where I was just like, oh my gosh, just like look around. This is incredible. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe how special this is. And I felt like because of that, it didn't go like I didn't blink and it was over. Like it was a really long day. By the time everybody left, like I can't explain the exhaustion. Like it was the best day of my life, but it was also the most exhausted I have ever been in my entire life at the end of that day. Because I think, you know, for Thomas and I, like we, you know, without like overstating it, like you want to talk to everyone. You want everyone to have a great time. You're also getting married, which is the biggest deal ever. Like it's, it's a lot, like it's a lot for your little heart to take. So by the end of the day, it really was, exhausting like I was absolutely shattered but I think just be present that's what you know so many people said to me and I feel like that is the case and also just keep things in perspective like weirdly enough I had a few questions being like you know did anything go wrong on your wedding day no and that's the craziest thing in the whole world I was prepared at every moment at any time for something to go wrong because I'm an anxious bean and I'm always ready for worst case scenario and I think that 
I did, I wasn't like fully across it because we had our wedding planner, Jordan Weaver, who was the most incredible organized light of our day. But she, I was get we were all getting hair and makeup done in the property. The boys were in the adjacent house, which is like just across the little, you know, it's on the property, but just across. And they were getting ready. We were getting ready in the other one. And I'd sort of heard rumblings that the event, like the people that were bringing all the chairs for like the ceremony and we repurposed them for the marquee, they were late. And by late, I mean like two hours late. And Jordan kind of popped her head in and was like, no, 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 it's totally fine. Like, it's all good. And I was like, okay, like, do we have like a backup plan? She's like, we don't need one. We don't need one. I was like, okay, so you've heard from them. And she's like, no, but like, there's no reception. There was no reception in Wollombi, just an FYI. Anyone who wants to get married there, it was the best thing ever that we had Wi-Fi people that were staying on the property. But if you weren't, there was absolutely zero reception. So everyone was so incredibly present and could only really post the next day, which was amazing. But I think I sat sort of in hair and makeup, just like a little panicked about the fact the chairs weren't there. But then, you know, she came in and was like, they're here, don't worry. And I was like, okay, all good. Crisis averted. That was sort of the only thing that happened on the day that was gave me sort of butterflies for a second there. But we really didn't have any issues, bizarrely. Um I know I'm sort of merging questions. I knew that this would be such a rant, but the next one being, did anything go wrong at your wedding? No, it didn't. Um, so lucky. Uh, we had the most phenomenal weather. We were there for four days and three of the four days were full sun. Um, the only time it got cold was in the evening. It was perfect, perfect weather during the day, like the perfect amount of heat, a little bit of a breeze. It was absolutely perfect because we had a black tie wedding. So everyone's in gowns and suits. So, you know, you don't want it to be too hot, but it was bang on. We had heaters and blankets and all the plastic that comes down on the sides of the marquee. So when it did start to get cold, we were ready. But, you know, in May, obviously, it's going to get a little bit chilly, but people knew to bring pashminas and jumpers and whatever. Uh, so it wasn't an issue, but we had just phenomenal weather the whole time. And then when we were leaving, it was hailing, hailing. And we just couldn't believe like we had a recovery the next day at a local sort of tavern and we were all there just being like can you imagine like if we had done this the next day like it was unbelievable the two days leading up to it phenomenal weather the day of our wedding not a cloud in the sky the most perfect weather I could have ever if I'd requested weather it couldn't have been better and then the next day we're at the tavern and it was like nearly the time we had our ceremony the day prior and we were like can you imagine it started to like rain hail and obviously we had a wet weather plan but like you obviously want it to be good weather, <laughs> particularly with outdoor weddings. Like it would have been a completely different wedding if it had rained or had been hailing like the next day. So no, nothing really went wrong. And for my little anxious self, that was just best case scenario. Um, okay, next question. Did you have kids at your wedding? Uh, yes, we had a couple of kids, not a lot. Uh, some of our, like a couple that I'm close with had, had their, um, beautiful new baby girl there. Another couple we're very close with had their little son there. Uh, and then some of my in-laws on my sister's side also had their little boy there as well. And it just added to it. I loved it. People were, you know, so kind and being like, are you sure you don't mind that we bring them? I'm like, are you kidding? Like I'm the cluckiest person in the world. I love having kids around. And I love, like, I love having kids running around and, I spent, you know, half an hour holding these babies throughout the day. I just loved it. I loved it. Um, I know it's everyone's different. 
and a lot of people do have a kid-free wedding, uh, but it just wasn't really an issue for us. We had a, other friends with children that could have brought their kids and they were like, no, no, uh, this is a weekend away for mum and dad. Thank you so much. And we were like, no, no, like <laughs> totally fine. Um, it was more just we didn't want anybody to be stressed about having to find a babysitter or if their families were busy, they were obviously always welcome to bring their kids. But there wasn't a lot. I think there were three children there and they were all like either babies and couldn't walk or one little two-year-old who was to die for so yeah but I I get it some people want a kid-free wedding but it just wasn't an issue for us I guess um how did you decide your guest list um we were actually okay we had 120 people at our wedding which is probably a mid-range amount of people I would have like initially when we started wedding planning I wanted about 80 but we would have rather had 120 and had everybody there that we really wanted to be there uh we we could have had a 300 person wedding but we didn't want that like it just it wasn't the wedding we were going for we really really thought about who we wanted there and we had the most supportive incredible like group of people that came to our wedding like we spoke about it at length after just how great the group of people that we had at our wedding was like it was just perfect like everybody just had like I know this sounds crazy because obviously it's like that your closest family and friends are going to be so happy for you but like there's nothing like having those people there and everyone is just radiating positive energy and everyone is so happy for you and so excited it just like yeah you're just buzzing and I think my advice would be have who you want at your wedding and that's exactly what we did and so we didn't have any qualms about the guest list we didn't have like you know a million people there that we didn't want there we really didn't we had every single person that we you know wanted to be there was able to come mostly there were a couple of people that couldn't make it but apart from that there was I think there was only like three so it ended up being 120 that felt like the perfect number for us and our venue obviously you have more people it's more expensive so planning an 80 person wedding to a 120 there's obviously a difference but that's life um yeah I think we just we did we went through it together and you know you go over the guest list 50 times and you know you make a few amendments make a few adjustments you add a few people here you end up just being like that's fine it is what it is um but yeah I, I think guest lists and seating charts can make people anxious but I think you just need to have like really open communication with your partner and we didn't really have any issues with our guest list. We were just like, this is the amount of, this is the maximum amount of people and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, did you do a first look with Tom? I didn't. The first time he saw me was walking down the aisle, which is exactly how I wanted it. I'm a little bit traditional like that and it just would have had such a different feeling for me if we'd done a first look. I did a first look with my dad, which was emotional and beautiful and I have the most incredible photos from that. Um, and he was crying it was so sweet uh but no I I didn't want to do a first look with Tom um there was something the ceremony was the most emotional part of the day of for a lot of people I'm sure but for for us um I couldn't look at anybody because I just I'm a crier and I knew like if I start looking at people in the audience like I'm just gonna it's everyone was crying so I could see that everyone was crying and I just didn't I couldn't (laughs) like I couldn't get into that because I knew like the second I look at everyone I look at some of my friends in the eyes or I look my some of my family in the eyes it's like oh god I'm gone so I had a laser focus for, for Thomas walking down the aisle like laser focused on him laser focused on the groomsmen and the bridesmaids which just helped but he was like 
getting misty and I was like, no, 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 stop because I'm going to, once it's done, it's done. I, when I got to the top of the aisle and my dad, like my dad was sort of giving Thomas a hug before he sat down, I started to cry. And there were a few photos on my Instagram of me just like starting to get emotional. And we both just like took a second and was like, okay, we have to like take a deep breath um, so that the tears don't completely come out. Cause once they, once they go, that's it. Like I'm a mess. So yes, no first look, but for me, I just, I wanted that first time he saw me to be walking down the aisle and I wouldn't change it because it was very emotional seeing him see me for the first time. So that was perfect. What choices did you make to ensure you had a timeless look? That was our biggest priority in terms of aesthetics. We wanted timeless. We wanted elegance. We wanted Tuscan Bridgerton vibes. That's what we wanted. And honestly, that is exactly what we got. I know for a fact from every decision that we made was very unique to us. We we're a little bit extra. Like we like a few things to be a little bit extra, but I feel like the things that we did were very, I don't know, like they were perfect for us. And I think everything being timeless, like even with our florals, which were two wild hands, and I couldn't recommend beautiful Kate and her company enough. Uh, The florals were one of the most important parts of the day for me, and they exceeded every expectation. They were very extra, but they were timeless. It was lush white, voluminous green, and it was perfect. Like timeless means in 10 years time, 20 years time, 60 years time, you look back on your wedding photos and you don't go, oh shit, that dated. And I know for a fact nothing about our wedding will date. Like there just wasn't anything about it that will date. There was everything that we selected was very – we were very conscious of that at all times. And it's not to say that weddings that are trendy are bad. Like it's your wedding. Like you do whatever you want to do. But for us it was really crucial. Like even with my dress, I I just wanted it to be – I wanted it to be me. I wanted to look at it and be like, that's my dress. Like, that's who I am and that's what I want it to be, which I I felt – I've never felt like more myself than in my wedding dress. It was just absolutely bang on what I wanted. And everybody else was like, that's so you. Like, the whole wedding I had – not my words, but I had a lot of people say it was very, like, old Hollywood. Like, it was very – elegant in that way and the dress was very old Hollywood and the whole vibe and it's it's so nice to hear people say that because that's exactly what we were going for so I think if you stay true to the look that you want and you just be vigilant about all the little choices that you make like you know we were very particular about the plates and the the type of glassware that we had and like you know it's the little just as an example like it's the little things and I think those things are what make it timeless or whatever, you know, vibe you're going for. But we were meticulous about the detail. And I know that it can, for any like upcoming brides and wedding planners out there, being in the weeds like that can be really exhausting. Like you're like, oh my God, if I see another fucking glass tumbler, I'm going to lose my mind. But it's like, and when people comment on it after the fact and go, oh, the details of your wedding were just phenomenal, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that they landed because obviously for us it was so special and perfect and it was exactly what we wanted. But it's so nice to get that feedback from from guests being like that was exactly how we felt about it, like that was the vibe. So I just think the choices you make in terms of the detail, that's what makes it timeless. It's It's not one or two things being timeless. It's the whole thing as a whole giving off that vibe, if that makes sense. Um, 
Accessory and makeup details. Where were your gorgeous earrings and lip color? Earrings from and lip color. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, my makeup was done by Ellie and Co. They did all the mums, the bridesmaids, uh, my beautiful flower girl and myself. Uh, they were phenomenal. I They exceeded my expectations. I couldn't recommend Ellie and Co. enough. Um, my lip color was NARS Dolce Vita. Uh, my makeup artist at the trial, we went uh, she was very, I wanted like my makeup, but better. Basically, I, I didn't want to turn up to my wedding day looking not like myself. <laughs> like it just seemed like such a foreign concept to me. I know people love getting extra glam and going nuts with it on their wedding day, but that just wasn't me. I just wanted how I would do my own makeup, but so much better, which it was, it was so much better, but <laughs> it was, it lasted all day. The only thing I had to touch up were my lipstick, which, you know, that's life. That's normal. Uh, but the color was Dolce Vita by NARS and I didn't have that, but I have ordered it. So um, I absolutely loved it. It wasn't too different to the color that I normally wear. It was just a little bit richer and had really, really good hold. Um, and my pearl earrings, the drop pearls, uh, they had little like a strip of diamonds and then the drop pearl. They were actually my mother-in-law's. So they were my something borrowed and they were absolutely perfect. They were from Jan Logan and they were beautiful. They were just yeah, they're absolutely perfect. I had a few options for earrings. We actually all gathered around when I had my dress on in the in the morning and we were getting ready and we all decided together, like my bridesmaids and the mums, you know, which ones suited. And they were just, yeah, they were, they were the standout. Um, very classic. And I loved that they were my something borrowed. Um, would love to know your skin prep leading up to the wedding. Good question. I'll keep this brief. Um, I didn't change anything out of my own skincare routine in the sense that I kept using like my ride or dies, which is 99% Dermalogica. Uh, but I did get hydrofacials at the Lisa Rush Skin Clinic in Paddington uh, with the beautiful Liv. Uh, she did hydrofacials every month for, I want to say, four, four months before the wedding. And they made a massive, massive difference. I felt like my skin was... I had the week of the wedding, had one pimple, and I was like, this is just classic. Like, this would happen. But by the wedding day, it had gone. So I think you just keep doing what you're doing. I drank a lot of water. I was the most hydrated the week of my wedding I've ever been in my entire life. Um, but yes, apart from that, nothing different. Uh, how did you decide color scheme, bridesmaids dresses? You had a beautiful wedding. Thank you very much. Uh, bridesmaids dresses were a beautiful sort of sage eucalyptus green. Um, I don't know why I'd always pictured the bridesmaids in that color. Don't know why, just always had. I think it went really beautifully with the venue. I think that we wanted everything to tie together and there were, you know, the, the venue was beautiful greens and, you know, very Tuscan and I wanted everything to blend and I felt like that sage green also looks phenomenal on pretty much everybody. So all my bridesmaids had different dresses, uh, but all from the same designer, Oleg Cassini, who actually did a lot of designing for Jackie Kennedy. So that was a very nice uh, <laughs> like tie for me. I loved that. Um, they did all my bridesmaids dresses and they all knew like this is the color um, and they all get made in that same color. But all the girls got to pick their dress. So we all went and tried the dresses on and they all got to pick the one that they felt best in, which I absolutely loved. And it was the same with their hair. Uh, I wanted them to feel their best. So they all got to pick how they had their hair um, and the style of dress that they wanted. It was just all in that same color. Uh, makeup was pretty consistent, but um, I feel like that, that I just wanted, I wanted them to feel beautiful. You know, you want them to feel their best. And I think sometimes putting them all in the same dress, I just, I wanted them to feel their best and, you know, 
I know that there are a million different styles that I don't think look good on me. So that was my call, but I think they loved that. Uh, wedding scent. Good question. Um, I bought O E A U from Who Is Elijah, which is a very like fresh woody scent. That was my wedding week scent. I wore it like all the days leading up, all the days after. Um, I love it. It's perfect. I'd, I'd used it before, but um, I hadn't used it in a while. And when I was thinking about the scent that I wanted, um, that was the one that I picked. It was really funny though. I wore it the other night out for dinner with friends, and I love it so I obviously I'm still gonna use it um and I put it on and I hugged her and she was like oh my god you smell like your wedding and I was like oh that's so nice like I just that's really sweet so your R factory system is your strongest scent scent what what am I trying to say your R factory system so your like your sense of smell is your strongest sense yes we got there um so I think picking a wedding scent is not as silly as it sounds um Okay, I'm going to touch on this. I got a lot of questions about how much our wedding cost and how we budgeted. I'm not comfortable saying a number because I think it doesn't – I don't want anybody to think, oh, well, we have to spend that amount of money to have a beautiful wedding. You don't. Like, absolutely not. So I'm not going to put a dollar figure to you guys. I just don't feel like it sets a good – example for other people everyone should work with exactly what they can afford and feel comfortable with and you know it shouldn't be like well that's how much she spent so that's how much you should spend that's just not the case um we I will say though that uh we went 65 percent over budget (laughs) to be specific uh we had a budget and our parents very kindly were splitting it up until that point and every dollar over that we paid for and we went 65% over. So we paid for that 65%. Um, we were very comfortable with that though. Like, And everyone is so different and I just – there's no right way of doing this. But, you know, if you've got a max limit and you're not comfortable going a dollar over, there, there are a million things we could have cut. You know, we just didn't want to. It just wasn't what we wanted to do. We were like, oh, if we cut that to make it a little bit less expensive, then, you know, that just – changes the vibe and this and that and we just ended up being like you know what we're only planning on doing this once and it's all good and obviously we didn't do what we couldn't afford but yeah it was very hard to stick to our budget um and we just decided not to (laughs) if that makes sense but I think you definitely could do things more economically if you tried and you can still probably get a very similar aesthetic and vibe so I think Budget-wise, you just have to do with what feels right. Um, but I will be very, very transparent, and we did go very over budget. Um, but that's kind of all I'll say because I'm just not comfortable talking about the exact dollar. Um, anything you would do differently? Literally nothing. I would tell myself to take a few more deep breaths and relax. But apart from that, there's absolutely nothing about our wedding day that I would change, which is kind of crazy. Um Sorry, I'm just scrolling through to make sure that I get all the ones that pop up a lot. Um, Oh, that's interesting. How did you make your wedding unique to you both as a couple? I'm struggling a bit. Um, I guess this touches on what we said earlier, but we were very, very, very careful about the details. And we, I think having shared vision is really, really helpful. So if we had a very different aesthetic or we had a very different 
uh, like how we saw the wedding going and how the vibe was if we had a very different view on that. I think the planning and the execution of our wedding would have been very different. Uh, We spoke about the detail with each other a lot. I think we just, we made sure to pick and do things that were very us. Like we wanted we wanted Italian vibes. So, you know, we had like, I thought this was cute guys. We had like all of our drinks were very Italian and we had like, instead of Aperol spritz, we had Alperol spritz because that's our last name, which we thought was very cute. Um, we had a beautiful oyster bar. We wanted the big champagne tower. Um, we wanted a white tie. It's a black tie wedding, but we wanted white tie moments. So Thomas wore beautiful white tie, the vest, the fob watch, which was my dad's. It was just like all the little things that were perfect. We wanted like, I wanted, you know, the Bridgerton soundtrack to be playing as people arrived. And it was, oh, this is a moment I'll never, never forget. Everyone was arriving and I was up obviously getting dressed in our room with all the bridesmaids and I really had to pee. And you want to do that before you put your dress on, just a piece of advice. So I had to slide out of like the dress, went to the bathroom. I'm sitting there and there's a window right there, like right next to the toilet. And I didn't want to poke my head out because like it was right at the end of the aisle. And I was like, I I could see out of my peripherals, people gathering. And I moved like the linen, like curtains were down and I just moved it slightly and no one could see me, but I saw people arriving and Everyone looked like they were just like chatting and buzzing. Everyone looked beautiful, like beautiful. Everyone just like treated it like the Oscars. It was just exactly what I wanted. I wanted everybody to be extra and they totally delivered. And I could hear the Bridgerton soundtrack playing. And I like, I get misty eyed thinking about it because I was just like, oh my God, like this is our wedding. Like this is perfect. Like it's like just hearing the music, which was such a, a little thing, but it's those decisions, those little choices that you make that are very you and that make you feel something. Like don't discount any of that, any of the little things that you think silly and, oh, let's just pick something. No, sit with it, pick it right, because I'll, I'll never forget that moment when I'm by myself sitting on the toilet, poking my head out and hearing the Bridgerton music and seeing everyone and crying. It was just like every little thing that you do that, is unique to you guys is just it makes everything fit and it makes the whole day so much more personal and so much more emotional and the amount of people that will say to you like us like that was so you guys like that was just so you and you want that you want it to be the most you that you've ever been you know that it's got to be authentic to you so I think that that's really important um I think I'm going to leave it there. I've already rambled for half an hour. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions about my wedding. I've gotten so many messages from you guys, just little questions about silly things or big things or advice. And I'm always more than happy to answer questions about the wedding, of course. Um, it's really hard to mention, obviously, in you know a Q&A, everyone that made the wedding possible, but our family, our friends, all the vendors, our incredible wedding planner. There was you know our photographer. It's, it's like, yeah, it was just the most perfect day and everybody that was there and contributed to that made it so, so incredibly perfect. Um, I think in my most recent Instagram photo from the wedding, I did try and do a breakdown of all the vendors that we used for everything. So if you are curious about like, who was our florist, who was our photographer, it is all broken down in that caption. But if I haven't listed something and you are curious about where something's from, please feel free to message me. If I miss it, message me again. I will get back to you guys. I try and get back to every single one of you. Um, yeah. 
That's all for today's wedding episode, guys. I'm so happy to be back podcasting. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that sent me a beautiful message or anything in the lead up or on my wedding or just after. It was so, so nice to get messages from you guys and to, you know, talk about the wedding. It was really, really special. And it's so nice to have like a community that you can share it with and that, you know, want to chat to you about it. It's really, really sweet. And I don't take any of it for granted. So I will chat to you guys next week. I promise there will be a lot of content that is not to do with the wedding to come. Um, And as I mentioned, I am going on my honeymoon for a month on the 26th of June. So I have a full month of podcasting before I jet off and leave you guys again. And I am so sorry in advance, but I will chat to you guys next Thursday.